Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. It is Friday morning. That means it's time for the weekend review and preview conversation. So today, my guest will reflect on the June jobs report as well as the FOMC meeting minutes. Plus, of course, spend some time previewing some points of interest in the week ahead. So joining us for the conversation today, glad to welcome back Senior Economist Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. Brian Rose. So, Brian, welcome back. Great to be with you as always. Looking forward to our conversation. Thanks, Dan. Good morning, everyone. So, Brian, a lot to cover. Where to begin? Perhaps we can start with the June employment report, which I know hit the tape just a few moments ago. So, Brian, how did the data measure up relative to your expectations? And what are your thoughts on the current health of the U.S. labor market? Overall, the report was solid, I would say. The headline Non-farm payrolls increased by 372,000. That was above consensus, but there were some downward revisions to previous months, which brings the total change closer to the consensus number. And uh, unemployment rate was unchanged at 3.6%. And maybe importantly for the Fed, some of the other data in the report, we had average hourly earnings up by three-tenths month-on-month. That's a moderate increase. And if you look at the change in earnings over the, the last three months, uh, it's an annualized pace, so just a bit over 4%. That is not alarming from the Fed's point of view. So it does seem like wage growth is moderating to a rate that's you know closer to something compatible with a 2% inflation target after you know we had much... Uh, bigger wage increases in, in previous months. And then, you know, maybe one piece of bad news in the report was that the labor force participation rate ticked down to 62.2%. That's the same as it was in January. So it doesn't look like the participation rate is, you know, going to go up very much more. And it would be helpful if more people came back into, into the labor market. And, uh, also, we had the U6 underemployment rate. So this is a broader measure of you know, the number of people who might be available to, to come back to work. This was at a record low, 6.7%. So it indicates that the labor market remains extremely tight. And I think this report will you know, do, do nothing to discourage the Fed from uh, raising rates. We're expecting them to hike by uh, 75 dips again at the meeting later this month. Brian, outside of the jobs data, were there any other notable data points from this past week that you can recap for us? Yeah, there was actually some other labor market-related data. So we had the JOLTS job openings. Uh, This is for the month of May. Uh, But the job openings are still high, both in an absolute sense and also relative to the number of unemployed uh, people that are available to to fill those jobs. But the trend does seem to be down. So it seems like job openings are starting to trend lower. And also the number of people quitting their jobs every month, that also seems to have peaked out and is trending uh, trending lower. Uh, We also saw the challenger job cuts uh, increasing. Uh, Again, it's one of these things where the level is still low relative to history, but the number of job cuts was the highest since February of uh, 2021. So, you know, you do see some signs of softening uh, there in uh, 
in the labor market. Uh, now, we also had the ISM services PMI. This is a very timely indicator of business conditions. And that was a little bit better than expected. It's still falling, but not by as much as consensus uh, was looking for. And the level was 55.3. That indicates moderate growth in the economy. That's roughly in line with the long-run average for this uh, series. And also, the within the services, there were 18 subsectors, and all 18 indicated growth. So I know there's a lot of talk about, oh, the economy is already in recession and all that. But this is, you know, the ISM services covers the vast majority of the economy. It's much bigger than the manufacturing sector. And again, all all of the subsectors within that are showing growth. So I think, you know, it, it does suggest that the economy is continuing to, to grow, that we, at least for now, we're not in a recession. Some encouraging signs there. It does sound like it was a very busy week of data releases. And on top of that, I know, Brian, on Wednesday, we did receive the minutes from the Fed's June policy meeting, and that's where the Fed hiked by 75 basis points. Were there any notable takeaways to share? And how might the Fed's policy course proceed from here? Well, there was nothing too surprising in the minutes. You have to keep in mind that the last FOMC meeting, they gave us new economic projections. Then uh, Fed Chair Powell gave a press conference. And since then, there have been public comments from other FOMC members. So hard to really have a big surprise here. But uh, I think you know a couple of important points is uh, what, what really comes through in the minutes is the determination to get inflation down, you know, no matter the cost, even if it hurts uh, growth. And, you know, I downloaded a PDF of the minutes. The word inflation appears 89 times in that document. The word recession appears zero times. So that gives you an idea of the mindset. The Fed's really concentrated on getting inflation down and basically restoring the supply-demand balance, both for goods and services, but also, as we've been talking about, in the labor market. So, you know, you have too many job openings relative to the number of unemployed. And, you know, the Fed wants to restore uh, that balance. And one other point that, that is pretty clear from the minutes is that inflation expectations, especially for households, are extremely important. Because if everyone starts anticipating that high inflation will continue, it can become self-sustaining. And this is something that the Fed is very anxious to avoid. Interesting takeaways there from the minutes. Inflation continues to be in focus, and it is it is interesting how the word recession was absent from the meeting minutes, as you pointed out, Brian. So, all right, at this point, maybe we can pivot a bit, look ahead to next week. What will be taking place, Brian, that investors should be mindful of? Okay, so next week is a huge week filled with important data releases. I should mention this afternoon, we'll get the consumer credit data for May. And in March and April, we saw record increases in consumer credit. So it's a sign of stress in households. You know, they're struggling to keep up with rising prices and they're borrowing to maintain their living standards. So again, this afternoon, we'll get, we'll get the data from May. And then the next week, it's, we start off on Tuesday with the NFIB survey of small businesses. And... You know, this uh, is has been really interesting in recent months. So business sentiment, extremely weak. But 
is still looking to hire workers. And, uh, you know, so we'll look at this desire for hiring and also whether small businesses are raising wages and raising prices. And then on Wednesday, we get the, the most important date of the week is a CPI for June. And here we're above consensus. We think the headline inflation rate will hit another 40-year high at 9%. So uh, markets may react badly if uh, you know if that proves to be accurate. We'll get the other price data, uh, producer price index, and also import and export prices. These are important because over a period of months, they feed through into the, the CPI. Uh, then we get the retail sales for June. And obviously, a lot of concern recently over the strength of consumer spending. So the retail sales is an important number. Uh, we get... The University of Michigan consumer sentiment, this has been you know, very, very weak recently. And again, focus on the inflation expectations number in that report. And finally, industrial production for June. And here the two questions are, is, is production starting to peak out? Uh, and also, is auto production continuing to rise? Because, you know, if you want to get inflation down, it's important for uh, for us to produce more autos to help relieve uh, the shortage in in, uh, in the market. A busy week ahead of data to digest, to say the least, and we look forward to hearing your insights into these data points and what they reveal next week, Brian. Though, thank you again for joining us on Top of the Morning today. Always great to hear your insights. A productive way to cap off the week, and we'll catch up again with you soon. Thanks very much. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the global wealth management business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.